0: So it might be our last meeting with Saint Theodorus. Hopefully we will finish that today. So let's start, maybe.
1: Okay. Let your loins be girded and your lamps burning, says the Lord. A good girdle for our loins, one which enables us to be nimble and unhampered, is self-control combined with humility of heart. By self-control, I mean abstinence from all the passions. Our spiritual lamp is lit by pure prayer and perfect love. Those who have repaired themselves in this way are indeed like men who wait expectantly for the Lord. When he comes and knocks, they open at once. And when he has entered, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, he will take up his abode with them. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, will find acting in this manner.
0: <clears throat> this is very interesting, very important t- t- text. And um, uh, um, we understand the importance of vigilance. To pay attention, especially during prayer, and um, I think that it's our experience we all have that immediately when we stand up to prayer, it's like tornado in our head, all kind of thoughts, all kind of thoughts that uh, that. I remember well. Miran told me about uh, answer one elder who was asked why we are supposed to pray so many so many Jesus prayers, and he answered, "Well, if you say like three hundred Jesus prayers, there is a chance that you said it one correctly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know that, and it's." There is this true in this, and uh, it seems to us that it is like impossible to force our mind to be concentrated on prayer. And uh, those people who who say that that well I am able to concentrate um, uh, many times they don't realize what this concentration means. You know, it's uh, uh, because uh, uh, it's so, for, for a fallen person, for a heart which is still afflicted by passions, who, person who lives in the world, it's heroic action to reach this concentration in mind, to be really uh, in, in prayer, uh, uh, without uh, distraction, without these thoughts, and Saint uh, Theodorus uh, he tells us that uh, what is the problem, why it is. And he says that it's the presence of passions in our heart. Uh, they they nonstop are attacking our mind because they want fulfillment of own desires it's like there's non-stop coming with some kind of offers suggestions and um, they, they force us to turn to different uh, uh, things of this world or uh, different pleasures um, which we enjoy and uh, Somebody said that uh, if you want to know uh, state of your heart, if you want to find uh, what kind of passions are hidden in your heart, uh, look at your thoughts during prayer. What kind of th- thoughts bothers you, and character of the thoughts is pointing to these passions which have still power in your in your heart. So this is why all these teachers of spiritual life they say y- you cannot skip this journey of purification of mind and heart because without that it will be impossible to impossible to uh, enter to pure prayer. Well, it is possible for God to give us this gift, but still, even if for some reason God gives this gift, we have to walk through this <coughs> path of purification anyway, in in different way. But but um, it's very rare. So Isaac Stern he says that we should not be. <coughs> afraid of this journey, we should start that because he said that when we finish this journey of purification of heart and mind so then uh, we will gain some kind of boldness in front of God that we will uh, approach we will stand and pray in front of God with some kind of boldness, and 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 because we are entering uh, and Stodera says that that uh, uh, those who reach this uh, mm, uh, like purity hearts st- so they they expect Lord nonstop, and they open the door immediately when he knocks, and then uh, Christ, together with Father and Holy Spirit, come in. They enter in. And those are things. Uh, this this like illustration of this um, state of uh, ecstasy or vision. Uh, this mystical experience when which a person has um, when he reaches this this uh, uh, this moment. There is a. Uh, story about one um, bank who I don't know maybe I said this that he he reached this level of purity of mind that he through askers through fasting, through prayer through fulfilling all these advices from saints well anyway and he describes that many times happens that is uh, taken And he says, usually he eats evening after ninth hour, so it's late evening, he said. Usually uh, I eat once per day. And he said that he finished his prayer and he was about to, ready to eat this little bit of bread, he usually ate. And he said he prayed before, and he said, When I said, glory to you, and he said, after I said, glory to you, I don't know what happened. But I remember that uh, uh, when I was starting a prayer, the sun was in front of me, going down. When I came to myself, the sun was rising from the back. So we spent 12 hours in some kind of state or ecstasis when he was taken standing you know and, and not realizing and he said he was filled with so joy and peace and so he, he really started to pray his rule and so he ate that day evening so even he, he was not hungry he skipped this his poor dinner, but spent standing whole night in the exaltation, and then he was ready to eat next day evening. You know, so there is there is these are those are very special moments uh, uh, when uh, when uh, uh, this mystical union, I would say, <sighs> between man and God happens. And uh, we know only a little bit about that because even the monk he shared what happens with physically with his body, but he didn't have courage to tell us, and he was not able to tell us what was happening on this level of mind and heart, what we, he was experiencing. But but it is it is something of the, that that we know that. There are these spiritual heights we are invited to reach but we have to make our steps towards that and again this is a challenge for the great fast we have, for this great fast is to simplify our life, to make it simpler um, in order to Remove sources of many these uh, thoughts and worries, worldly things from us. It starts with that. It starts with that, and in some way, even fasting is a way of simplifying life. And uh, it's it's not, and we know if we were trying to simplify our life, we, we. for sure, we encountered um, difficulties what to simplify. And even if we tried, so we've just found, we just reached another level of many other things which needs to be simplified. And, uh, uh, and this, those are only practical things we are removing from our life to be able to enter more to spiritual life and I one thing is that it's very difficult for me to believe that that we are able to reach the spiritual life while we are living in this world but it doesn't mean that we are not sh- supposed to try you know and uh, uh it it brings benefit. Okay, but well we are we went too far. The first step is to recognize our passions, to name them and to confess them and to find correct medicine to heal our soul. So for example if if I found out that that my passion, which causes a lot of damage in my life, is talking uh, when I talk too much, you know, for example, and so so to to practice silence, not to talking, is the medicine. And we can go with each passion. It's easy to find opposite of that passion in our life. But at first it, it, we have to be really these inspectors of our heart to find out what is there. OK, let's continue.
1: A monk, as a son, must love God with all his heart and all his mind. And as a servant, he must reverence and obey him and fulfill his commandments with fear and trembling. He must be fervent in spirit and wear the whole armor of the Holy Spirit. He must strive for the enjoyment of eternal life and do all that is prescribed. He must be in a state of inner wakefulness, guard his heart from evil thoughts and through good thoughts must continually practice divine meditation. He must examine himself daily concerning his evil thoughts and acts, and must correct any defects. He must not become proud because of his achievements, but must call himself a useless servant, altogether in arrears over fulfilling his duties. He must give thanks to God and ascribe to Him the grace of His achievements and do nothing at all from self-esteem or love of popularity, but do everything in secret and seek praise only from God. Above all and in all things, he must completely fortify his soul with the Orthodox faith, according to the dogmas of the Holy Catholic Church as taught by the divine message bearers, the Apostles and by the Holy Fathers. Great is the reward for those who live in such a manner. They receive everlasting life and an indestructible abode with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the co-essential divinity in three persons.
0: So when we are coming to the end, so we can see that he gives like some kind of summary for uh, of instruction for spiritual life. And uh, this is, this text is like a set of advices, instructions, what to do. And this is someth- uh, something what, um, uh, when we have this rule for life, you know, these uh, things, maybe to add there uh, these this instructions. Uh, and to form our life according this, these words as a reminder what we are supposed to do, to what we should pay attention. And uh, those are very simple things. Uh, it's nothing like he doesn't give us something complicated or strange or very difficult. There are simple things, but um, even like these simple things uncover our weakness. That we, if okay, if I I am not able to keep those simple things, how can I fulfill something what is bigger, what is more like demanding? But but fulfilling of these simple things make us able to make. Uh, progress in spiritual life because those bigger things um, uh, we can we can do it only with God's grace and uh, this f- f- keeping those things fulfilling those things these simple things makes I able to receive this grace and use them for for growth and uh, we should. We should uh, be careful not to let the, uh, to let the temptation uh, come to our heart or take our heart, uh, temptation that, okay, he even starts that it is for the monk has to love God, that we can think that, okay, this is like not for me, it is for monks. But true is that uh, there, is no, there is no different gospel for monks and uh, when we read gospel uh, Christ never says nothing about monks but uh, his words are addresses to everybody who wants to follow him this division uh, to monks and to those who in the world uh, became a little bit artificial and it came out like need uh, for souls who wanted to enter to this bigger intimacy with the Lord. So they left the world. They, at that time they even didn't know that they are starting some kind of monastic life and something, something new. They just Wanted to live gospel, and uh, and but we under this weight of centuries, uh, we it is like deeply rooted in us this this division that we expect from those who are monks something different and uh, bigger holiness, but we give ourselves dispensation from that holiness because we are not monks or nuns. It's a good excuse. And it is a big temptation which we have to uh, recognize and and put away. We all are called to perfectness and to holiness. And if God gives us the vocation to be in the world well, with difficulties, we can we can still reach salvation here in the world, and uh, we should not be afraid of that. We we can say we can I cannot do anything. Some I fulfill this uh, harsh discipline of monastic life while in the world, and. Uh, Again, let's not. Uh, um, we have to we have to trust that God sees our difficulties, difficulties of life in this world, and uh, and uh, He gives value to things what we are doing. Again, one of the stories of this. Elders who, holy elders who lived like last century, 20th century, and there's one story that a mother came uh, to this elder and she said, she told him or asked him that, well, I want to, I want to grow in my spiritual life. I want to love God more, but well, I don't have time. I have children. I don't have time to pray uh, so much because I really don't have time and if I, and when our children are in the bed, I don't have strength to pray so so long. And this elder, he told her, look, my 3,000 Jesus prayers equals to your 100. He, he told her something that is true. You know that that uh, if we don't have conditions, as they have monast- those in monastery or those who live in solitude, they have time and they use that to pray long hours. If we have we we are fulfilling our responsibilities in this world, and which don't allow us to spend in prayer so much time. God knows that. God knows that and then the value of our prayer is growing. He is just... He is just so we, we should have hope because uh, God wants salvation of all and if he gave us to this condition of this world and, and responsibilities which we have in this world, so then we uh, can have hope that He um, he will hear our prayer, hear our desire. And there is is some, and there are even monasteries there are uh, not a rule, but they understand it because you have uh, responsibilities in monastery, which, uh, especially in these bigger monasteries, so you have cows there and fields and gardens, and and there are monks who are responsible for something. for sure they they are not able to spend like whole time in services others. So they, with blessing of a superior, they they spend part, they, it's not dispensation. They just, okay, you take part, uh, you partake only on those prayers. I mean, they, because you have these responsibilities. And, uh, but they say, there is a, this rule of understanding that if you are fulfilling like obedience which was given to you by your superior and because of that you are uh, you are not present on all services, you have the same benefit from shorter services as others from whole set of prayers, you know. That's good. All right, let's finish that last one. I cannot believe (laughs) we got here.
1: Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole man. Here the preacher says to us, I show you in summary form the best way to salvation. Fear God and keep his commandments. By fear he means not the initial fear of punishments but the perfect and perfecting fear which we ought to have out of love for him who has given the commandments. For if we refrain from sin merely out of fear of punishment it is quite clear that unless punishment had awaited us we should have done things deserving punishment since our prosperity is for sinning. But if we abstain from evil actions propensity. He said oh, I'm sorry, thank you, since our propensity is for sinning. But if we abstain from evil actions, not through threat of punishment, but because we hate such actions, then it is from love of the Master that we practice the virtues, fearful lest we should fall away from him. For when we fear that we may neglect something that has been enjoined, the fear is clean, arising for the sake of the good itself. This fear purifies our souls, being equal in power to perfect love. He who has this fear and keeps the commandments is the whole man, in other words, the perfect and complete man. Knowing these things, let us fear God and keep his commandments, so that we may be perfect and entire in the virtues. And having a humble spirit and a contrite heart, let us repeat unceasingly to the Lord the prayer of the great and divine Arsenios. My God, do not abandon me. I have done nothing good before thee, but grant me in thy compassion the power to make a start. For the whole of our salvation lies in God's mercy and compassion. To him be glory, might, and worship. To the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and forever. And through all the ages. Amen. Yeah.
0: Well, we wanted, uh, he made like this set of short advices, and probably told himself, Well, it's too much. You know, <laughs> who is going to remember that? So he added this last uh, text, and he said, Well, you know, probably you aren't going to remember all these instructions, but remember those two. That you should have fear of God and you should keep commandments. And this will teach you everything. And uh, I think that he's he's right that this should be non-stop present because this is a, a very important and very basic tool for spiritual life to keep this mind. That I have to live uh, with fear of God, and I have to live with desire to keep commandments of gospel, of the gospel, and uh, I think that this good summary. All, it, but well, it was important to go through all these texts. It, it for sure, it was not his intention to give us some kind of detailed introduction to spiritual life. But in this 100 texts he touched the most important parts of our what should be in our spiritual life. He gives us this knowledge, this experience, and then he comes to the end with wrapping it to reminder of fear of God and keep commandments. And this is something what but it's it's good uh, thing to remember. Many times, even when we <sighs> spiritual life is very very simple, and and I think that um, many times we approach that with this desire. Okay, I have to learn a lot of. But it's always good, you know, but but um, um, I had to, each book which seemed to me that, well, it might be helpful for me, for spiritual life, helpful for uh, some kind of ministry, for preaching or, you know, some help. Okay, I, 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 I didn't hesitate. I, I tried to buy the book to help. And and I I, re- I read a lot of really. But slowly like more studying this, so more is happening that I didn't like totally give up on, but now I'm choosing very carefully which book. And even if I'm choosing carefully, it's like stack of books which is growing mm-hmm. because it's difficult to finish one book. Mm. You know, that, like, s- studying this whole thing, it, it was like a huge transformation because I cannot read fast now. You are, you are trying to stay with these words, to meditate, to, and to think how they can apply to, to life. And uh, because of that, you go very slow in reading. And uh, I think that uh, this experience probably everybody has who starts, not only to gain information, but to to try to live. Uh, try to think how to put it to life. Uh, if you try to. Because if you are reading about some kind how how God uses uh, sufferings and difficulties of life as a good instructor, so you start to think about your life. And and you start to think about all these difficulties you met during your life or they are present now. And you start to search that. What God is trying to tell me through this. And and so you can read several pay several like paragraphs and, and suddenly then you spend the whole day thinking and you are not able to continue. So so I I think that this this uh Searching for wisdom, this spiritual wisdom, slowly forces us to uh, simplify even this way how we read, how we receive uh, information, spiritual life. And, and I understand that when he came to back to the end of these instructions, even though they were short each, he, he really simplified it to these two advices. You know what? Just have fear of God in your heart, and just try to keep commandments. This will teach you everything. You will learn everything. And I think that it's it's very nice, nice uh, encouragement. Um, but still, we cannot put aside benefit we gain through thinking meditating over his words but um, all those good things should lead us to accept with seriousness his last advice to keep that and this will teach us many things. All right. We did it. (laughs) Thank you very much.